Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 rap and mimosas. Mimosas. We are here with our mimosas. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are here. This is episode five because I did a surprise episode last week with the with the sex therapist yes. on that Good Thursday. Mm-hmm. So today we are here. <laughs> it is Monday. It's normal scheduled time, and we are here with a special guest, a friend I've had for quite some time now. Quite some years now. Huh? I feel like it's been almost ten. Yeah, are we all, are we getting towards ten years? We are closer. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to ten years. Twenty eleven. Yeah, damn, damn. Damn. You're dope, you baby. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Shout out to everybody that went to UCF. Shout out to UCF (laughs) Knights. Shout out to UCF Knights. Um, however, they are not a sponsor of this podcast. So that's, all, that's all they get. <laughs> that's all they're going to get from me today. Okay. So we're here. We're here with Brittany. Okay. Hi. AKA at the Teflon Diva on Ms. Instagram. AKA Miss Soul Flow Yo. Yes. Okay. Hi. Before we get started, Brittany, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people as they're starting to slowly but surely come in. All right. Well, hello, y'all. Um, I am the Teflon Diva. Miss Teflon, Soul Flow Yo. Soul Flow. Um, is actually my yoga business. So I am a yoga instructor. Amongst other things, I am a Jane of all trades. Yes, she I'm is. I'm so happy to be here, rapping mimosas. Rapping I had to get mimosas. funny. You know, I had to get a little fancy with it. Listen. Show the people I got bars for real. Oh, you came in here Ooh. like you came in here your little Quim, your little Kim vibe. You got the mm. fur. Shout you out got... to Kimberly Denise Jones. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Not the full name. Kimberly Denise. Not the full Absolutely. name, but we see already the, the bars candy. that she she's going to be dropping later. It's going to be, you know, nostalgic of Miss Kimberly Denise Jones. Kimberly Denise Jones. Absolutely. All right. Just to give you guys a little <laughs> backdrop if this is your first time tuning in. Okay. Rapping Mimosas is all about us wrapping it up, chopping it up about various topics. And we sip mimosas because I believe in normalizing luxury. So I, I love champagne. So we're going to sip my champagne while we talk about these various topics and this week's topic is all about relationships because we talk about relationships a lot okay we're gonna take a sip on that one all right Mm. Woo, that's nice thank you thank you you know it's champagne with a splash of orange Literally just a splash. <laughs> a splash of orange. A sprinkle. I literally buy the smallest orange juice possible and the biggest thing of champagne possible. That's the way to go, honestly. Like, that's it. That's my mimosas. <laughs> so, um, we're going to talk about relationships. Uh, I've written some questions, actually, okay. for us. Like, that would be great. I'm a real interviewer. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> Yes. So I have actual questions that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about things. We're going to talk about heartbreak. <sighs> We're going to talk about, you know, the level, what happens after heartbreak. We're going to talk about um, dating in 2021, pandemic and pre-pandemic, because honestly, it's not that different to me. But then again, I don't know. I, like, for me, I, I, don't do, I don't do much of anything different. Um, and we're two different people. We both handle d- dating so differently, right? So, like, <laughs> I, um, I start off kind of just like whatever, and then I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and then you could be that way too, but then you also 
are better than me because Britney can definitely be like, hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, next nigga. <laughs> and I'm just real, like, oh. Real quick, the D attached. Like, like this. And I'll be like, well, no, I want to give him a shot. And I've been working on being better with that. Like, yes. like, because I, I, I am queen of give him one more chance when it comes to me. But I'll tell my friends, like, uh-uh, don't give him another chance, girl. Zero, Let him go. Zero. Right. Yeah, she has zero tolerance, right? Um, and I think that has not worked in my favor. Um, and that's okay. Right. So uh we're gonna talk about all of these different aspects. I see more people coming on. And you guys hey, know we end every single podcast and just for anyone who might be listening to me online, you guys know that I go on my Instagram live Mondays at six PM when I do rapid mimosas. So it's gonna be a mixture of me talking to everyone that's listening online past, you know, this particular Monday and also is going to be of course me talking to people who are on the live as well or just saying hey making sure people can see us talk to us hear us and of course you guys know we end every single rapid mimosas with bars so if you guys are watching um and you're watching me live or listening to me live right now you guys know that we are going to end this session okay um and it's a hint already been given about the type of beat that we're going to use if you were here from the beginning because she mentioned I the sure person's did. name and I mentioned the person's name, yeah. right? So today is all about relationships and it's a, it's a, it's going to be an interesting topic, okay? How vulnerable are you willing to be today? Well, I mean, for the most part, if you know me personally, I'm an open book, mm-hmm. pretty transparent. Um, if I feel like it may be a... Uh, Kind of give you the. Uh. All right, all right. I'm, a, I'm trying to stay <laughs> well, present. I'm keep it G as possible because that's just what I do. All right, good. Now, okay. So, um, I titled this as people are coming in. I titled this. He broke my heart. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna be honest with you. When we talk about relationships, I also want to be transparent that I'm. A, I've hurt some people too. Definitely, I've hurt some people too. It's but it's a couple people out there who have hurt feelings because of Lashandra B. Johnson, and <laughs> it, it, it is. And um. We got to talk about that, too, because it's a self-forgiveness process involved. And it's ugly. It's very ugly. It's very ugly. Because a lot of times when people hurt you, it's like, dang, I should have caught the sign. So you got to forgive yourself for that. And then sometimes when you hurt other people, it's like, damn, I didn't mean to hurt them. And you feel bad. I mean, at least I can say I know for sure I feel bad if I think about it hard enough. Like, dang, I didn't mean to do do big dog like that. You know, so it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. So before we, <laughs> let's start with the foundation. When you think about, I see my full name coming up. Let's oh, <laughs> with the apostrophe on there too. Someone got my full government on here. Hmm. Okay, I see you with the apostrophe. Nobody no, look you up. No, no, that got to be someone that knew me before I just went by the show. Right. Okay. So, so. All right. What's good. So, I can't see, and just so people know who are on Instagram, I can't always see the comments because I'm, like, focused on the show. So, don't think I'm ignoring y'all. I'm literally just, like, going with the show. So, the foundation, right? What, when you thought about love as a kid, because everyone dreamed about love. I, I want to say everyone. Most people, I'm going to assume, dream about love before they actually get into a relationship. What did love look like to you? When you thought of, oh, one day I'm going to be in a relationship, what did it look like for you as a kid? Because I think that's important as well. Because that's informing us on how we're going to go into a relationship with these ideals. So you just coming straight out the gate with it. Yeah. 
You gotta get straight to the point. What did love look like to you as a child? You know, that's a very interesting question. Um, I touched on this before um, for those that follow me. But growing up, I did not have the most emotional parents. So defining what love... Thank you. Mm -hmm. Defining what love was for me, it didn't really come as a kid. Okay. It didn't even come in high school. It It really started to come after I left my house. After I started today, after my high school sweetheart relationship ended, and that was the time where I really figured out, all right, how is this shit really supposed to go? Mm. So I really didn't give it much thought as a kid, to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah. It's Damn. Deep, some deep shit. <laughs> For me, it's a mixture, because you grew up with a married, you know, married parents. Mm-hmm. I grew up with unmarried parents, right? So, this idea of what a man was doesn't necessarily come from my father. It started to largely come from my grandparents because I grew up with a very inactive father, right? And my mother, as a single parent, a lot of times what a lot of single mothers are is they are both the mother and the father. So, that that softness that I could have wanted from my mother, I didn't always get. Mm-hmm. But I was able to really get that. My mother was a great provider, right? Very supportive of me. When it came to my grandmother... Mm-hmm. And my grandparents, that's the relationships I was able to watch. So for me, this idea of like, okay, I saw two boss women, right? And because my grandmother, Zeta, I'm a, I'm a legacy because of her. So my grandmother, definitely involved in the community, uh, separate from my grandfather. My grandfather, on Omega, an Omega man, definitely involved in the community, right? But then they, my grandmother still fixed his plate and fixed his dinner every night. Right, my grandfather would do stuff like take her car to get and put gas in it. Mm. Right, um, so she wouldn't have to. Need to normalize so, that in twenty twenty one. Hello, because so, I hate yeah. this going to the gas station. Sometimes is a task. Like every time I go, it it becomes a whole thing sometimes. So, but <laughs> seriously, um, and he would put gas in the car. He would do these different things for her in the physical. Of course, the trash was taken out, right? My grandparents in Georgia, my Nana had her own catering business, mm. right? And my granddaddy had his own business as well. He did welding, right? So he would, like, any fence you saw, different things around the house, he would do it. He did a lot of construction-based work. But what I saw, same thing. My Nana was a caterer and a bus driver and a lunch lady because it was a small town in Georgia. Hustler. Hustler. Right. So my Nana would do all that stuff. And when I would see her primarily in the summers, we would help her with catering. And my granddaddy was very much still, so still very masculine. Like my Nana, because she was a caterer, like she would have big Sunday dinners at the house. And then my granddaddy, she would make him separate food because he was pescatarian, even from when I was a small child. Mm -hmm. So that dynamic of, okay, you cook for your man and you fix your man's plate. Right. And then my granddaddy, I would see him do things like my Nana worked so hard. He would, um, her feet wasn't the best, child. Okay, her feet was not the best. I mean, uh, she did a lot. She Shit. did a lot of stand on her feet. So when she would go to sleep, he would um, uh, take care of her feet. Like, he would massage them. He would lotion them. He would paint her toenails. Period. He would grease her scalp, right? That was something I would see grease him do. Grease her scalp? Grease her scalp. With some sea breeze? Like, nah, it was that old school blue magic. Right, <laughs> it was right. that old school blue magic, right? But you take like he would do, and those things were like pivotal because I was able to see like this idea of like my grandfather and you know that was down here in Miami was super laid back, 
right? He was a musician, so he was super chill, but he was super just involved still in the dynamic of where he showed love. Not to say he was perfect, because um, a lot of men, when it came to the children aspect, it was always on the women. And I saw, like, the way that they catered to each other in some way, shape, or form. So there were certain things my grandmother never had to worry about, right? And there were certain things my grandfather never had to worry about. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my grandparents in Georgia, mm -hmm. right? This dynamic of... Um, him catering to her and greasing her scalp and, you know, those different type of things. And still, my grand, no matter how busy both of these women were, because they both were very active in the community, they mm -hmm. both had all these different hustles they were doing, they had their own identities, but they still were like, I'm going to cook this food for my man, make sure these children are straight in the house. You know why? Because they wanted to. They wanted to. That's very Because they wanted to. They wanted to, and they felt as mm -hmm. if for them, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm not going to sit here and say my grandparents were perfect people. You know, as you get older, you can see certain things. But for them, they had the type of significant other that I feel inspired them to want <clears throat> to show that type of cater to you language on both sides. That's mm -hmm. one. But I think also a very big thing for me um, was no matter, and this is something I came to realize, even though I saw this type of love given as a kid um, between my grandparents, I didn't live in a house with my grandparents full time, right? So you still want that love from your father, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, mm -hmm. going into the dating situation, I felt as if I had no idea what I was doing. So even though I saw these different things happening, a lot of times I had issues in the mm -hmm. beginning because I had this idea. And also I watched a lot of Disney channels, okay? I was <laughs> Disney Channel Queen. I watched Cinderella <laughs> and The Little Mermaid on repeat. I had the VHS. That was like the main ones I watched all the time. Mm -hmm. And I had this idea of like... Mm -hmm what a man would do for me, but at the same time, I had no experience fully with it. Like, my grandfathers made sure if I needed something, I had it. But as far as, like, having those type of, you know, they're old school, having those conversations with your granddaughter about dating and different things, like, there was no conversation. Same. So going into it, it's like, well, what the hell, what do I expect from a man in a situation, and what am I realistically supposed to give this man, mm. right, outside of just my body, Right, what do I give this man? Um, and what is this idea of being resting in my feminine? Like, I had no concept of that because the conversations weren't had, so you can observe certain things, but then there's a lot of things that go behind it that were not discussed. So, I went into dating, I still feel very blind. Like, I had an idea Definitely. of what the goal looked like, mm -hmm. but the roadmap to get there was obsolete. Absolutely, it was freaking obsolete. So, I guess my next question to you then, Britt. By the way, I can relate to all of this. And still growing up in a Definitely felt like Dora. I need the map, bitch, because y'all didn't tell me it was going to be like this. Literally, nobody. <laughs> nobody was going to tell me. Dating was going to be so draining. It's very, it can, it can be very <laughs> it draining. It's very draining. Um, tiresome. Mm. I don't like starting over. That don't Ooh. mean I'm going to keep putting up with a nigga shit. But primarily, I mean, the goal is not to start over, right? Yeah, the goal is not to start over. And I think that that sometimes can get... The other thing I realized, too, as I got older is that girl children and boy children, and this is for heterosexual <clears throat> couples, but in general, a lot of times people are raised completely different. Completely. Right? So as a heterosexual woman... A lot of times we're raised with this idea of thinking about family and kids and stuff mm -hmm. because we play with Barbie dolls and they come with these complete home sets and different things like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of times guys are not immediately taught 
that. So when you're trying to build a relationship with mm-hmm. a man, mm-hmm. right, a lot of times you're starting from two different places. Mm-hmm. He's learning this concept of Girl. being with another person. Girl. And you're trying to impact Girl. and start with this whole, well, I've always thought about being with another Girl. person. So <laughs> I feel like we should be on the same page and we're Ooh. not. Like, a lot of times we're not raising and I'm saying we as if I have kids, but I do work with kids all the time. A lot of times we, you know, when it comes down to it, um, we're not raising our male and female children equally. Um, and I'm speaking in general terms. Once again, I'm speaking in general terms. Um, but we're not raising our kids equally to think of relationships from a standpoint of how to actually join together and be in partnership with each other, how to communicate effectively. Cause when we talk about relationships, we also have to think of platonic, right? And Very being true. able to communicate effectively, talk about being able to navigate what your actual emotions are. Like the surface level emotions could be anger, but you're angry because I hurt you mm. and you being able to communicate communicate those things right that's something that and that's on both sides a lot of people are not taught immediately it's something that they have to learn and I'm realizing as I'm getting older that there's so much that could be discussed right with our kids um from our parents and you know speaking from my personal perspective a lot that I could have been taught um that I had to learn the hard way like I always tell this story about me and McDonald's. Um, I was in college, and the first time I went on a real date, I was in college. Like I did a group date once my senior year of high school, and then I went on a one-on-one date in college. I was super excited to go because um, that was my first date. We went out. It was cool. I was nervous. Then um, he played baseball at the school, and he hit me up because he was going to come see me briefly after practice, which was a excuse me, a horrible idea because I don't know if you ever smelled somebody. Wait, after just... practice, meaning he gonna go to the crib shower and then come see No, me. he was gonna come see me like, after practice. Like, literally after? Yes. I'm gonna do with that. Boy, like, he was... babe, now listen, now mind you, <laughs> not gonna wash your balls. Listen, now the whole Underneath. thing was I wasn't anticipating doing anything with him anyway at that time. Huh. Or really, we never did anything. But the whole concept was he was saying he was gonna, don't do that. <laughs> don't be that guy. <laughs> I don't even know who this person is, so I'm gonna tell you after I'm the live. I'm, I'm capping already. God but, damn. Um, what happened? No, but um, he said, "Oh, I'm gonna stop by McDonald's to grab something to eat. Do you want something?" And I was like, "You would do that for me, bitch? It's McDonald's." I know, but this is where but we're going. Know. But I didn't know. I didn't know what you did. I didn't know what I didn't know, so I couldn't Ooh. do nothing about what I didn't know, y'all. I was captivated by the fact that a man would be nice enough to buy me a, right. a, a McChicken. You were looking at the principle of it. He's willing to spend any type of a currency month. on me, and, and I ain't have to do nothing to get it. And That's what you was thinking. And in my mind, you know, when I look at it now as a grown-ass woman, at the time I'm 18, now here I am at 28, in my mind it's like, but LaShonda, that should have been like, you know, at bare minimum, I should have like McDonald's, my nigga. Like, you better take me out to eat, you know, um, if you really want to do something. But, you know, I'll say that now. But back then, I literally said that on the phone, though. Like, you would get McDonald's for me? And he was like, uh, yeah, you want a McChicken? And I what you want? And I was, I forgot. I said, no, I don't want anything. And I, I don't think I really was hungry. I was just so amazed that this man will buy me McDonald's. I, friend, don't look at me like no, that. I was 18. I know, I know. And it just makes me think about little basic shit that I probably thought the world of back mm-hmm. then. No offense. Because we evolve. Exactly. We evolve. But 
I, as, as a person who is not yet a parent, I do have a lot of students I've worked with over the years since I first graduated who I look at as like little sisters or the brothers who right, I, right, I run right. into. Some of them I still keep in contact with mm-hmm. and I don't want any of them if they watch this live because some of them do pop in on here every so often. I don't want any of them to ever be mystified by getting McDonald's. I don't want to have a daughter and she's thinking, oh, this man about to buy me McDonald's. This is great. This is like OMG excellent. When, first of all, McDonald's is not the healthiest McDonald's don't even hit like that no more. It don't. It really don't. Now, as a college student, it probably do. But as a grown adult, it does not. But I want, like when I say normalized luxury, it starts with the basics of talking to your daughters, your cousins, your female students, your mentees about what they should be expected to give as well as to receive and how to, as a, as a young woman, um, to stay in their feminine and understanding the difference between masculine and feminine energy. And mm-hmm. the same thing for, for young men, as far as like, if they're dating someone, whether they're dating once again, you know, I, you know, dating men or women where they fit in that role that they decide they want to play in that. And once again, what, should, what should they be looking for when it comes to dating? I feel like no one talks about dating. The only conversation you have, or at least in my house, the only conversation I had was, don't get pregnant. Oh, absolutely. Don't get pregnant. I mean, my mama was counting the pads. Okay? Your, your period ain't come this month? Mama, uh, it's due next week, sis. Nah. Like, <laughs> it's due next week, sis. Relax. Sheesh. Yeah. Yes. Talk about under surveillance. Under surveillance. Under surveillance. Right? Yeah. So, we kind of got into it already, but... Okay. How do... So, we start off with this basic um, idea, right? And for both of us, it seemed like we started with a pretty blank canvas on what dating would look like or be like to experience. Once you started dating... Oh, look, one of my babies just joined me. I'm not going to shout her out. Uh, hey, boo! One of my... My sour patch... Just join. Oh, yeah. yeah, one of my kids okay. just joined. Do not normalize McDonald's. I just want to say it again. Okay, a yeah, man a, a man or a woman, yes. if they're taking you on a date, can give you more. All right, I just want to make sure I state that. Because right. one of my babies just joined. Yes. All right. Welcome so, in, little baby. Welcome in. <laughs> right? So, my biggest question, my next question is, yes. as you started to date, how did things evolve? Right? So, we start So we start with a blank canvas, and then we start to have these experiences. What are some of the lessons? And this is pre-first heartbreak. What are some of the... Yes. Don't get into the heartbreak um, yet. That's next. What are some of the basics that happen that you feel... You start to really like, okay, this is what dating is. This is... Mm. Okay. Oh, shit. First of all... Oh, yes. I got you, boo. All Don't right. worry. <laughs> now we get into the nitty-gritty. We get into the nitty-gritty. I would say my dating history has been pretty short. That's number one. But, okay. I mean, let me just go ahead and explain before I even Please, elaborate go ahead and explain. on that. So, um, first of all, let's be clear. You gonna put some oranges in that dog or no? You not? I mean, if you want some, oranges, I mean, which way you want this a- podcast to go? <laughs> <laughs> you know me, unfiltered, right normally unfiltered. So, as right. y'all can see, I get you a splash. She's of giving me straight champagne. Are we eating after this? Yeah, we want. We, we'll okay, great. Cause okay. I, I, I was just a little snacky today. I work at night, y'all. So usually, I'm more hungry at night. Not during the daytime, but when I'm off like this. It's a splash. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So Tell you got- your story. Okay. <laughs> Wrapping mimosas. All right. So let's just be clear. 
Now that I'm a grown ass woman, mm-hmm. I can tell you I've only been in one real relationship, and that's True. the one I just got out of. True. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you was to ask me this, maybe two, three years ago, I would say, "Oh yeah, there were two. There were two more." So the first relationship I was in, I guess you can say that was my high school, my high school sweetheart, and that lasted from junior year up until my freshman year in college. Mm-hmm. That ended maybe during Thanksgiving break. Of that year, um, more so because it was long distance. Mm-hmm. I was in Orlando. You know, we went to school together. I was in Orlando. That particular person was in Miami, and um, simply put, he just couldn't keep his dick in his pants. So, oh. and we and 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 you know, it wasn't even like that. So it's like, yo, if you feel like you need to go sell your oats, go do that. You you just can't do that with me. Mm-hmm. All right. So that one didn't hurt as bad. It didn't sting as bad. But after him. There is one person, sometimes I touch up on this relationship or the lack thereof, because for a long time I felt like if you don't ask me for commitment, if you don't ask me to be your girlfriend, ain't no relationship, bitch. Yeah. Ain't no relationship. So the reason why I started off by saying now I could say I was only in one relationship, mm. because one person Action. out of all the motherfuckers I done dealt with, one person... Had that conversation with me. That's real. That's real. You feel me on that? Mm-hmm. I need that conversation. I understand the quote. Oh, what, 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 what the shit is? What doesn't need to be explained? What, the, what, what's understood don't need to be explained. I know I sound real I don't, old. I'm 27. I'm not that old. I don't. I don't believe in that. I quote. don't believe in that shit. What the fuck you mean? <laughs> what the fuck you mean? It don't need to be explained. No, you need to explain this to me. What's up? Because you can't be for the streets and want a commitment with me. But then you want me to be committed, but I can't be in the streets. Let's talk about what this is. Is this casual? You know, do you like me that much where you want me off the market? If so, show it. Prove it. And he will do that with many, many actions. But I feel like the number one to me is when you ask for commitment. When you ask... That's real. To be more than exclusive. Exclusive is just you and that person talking. I done been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like in stages of exclusivity, bitch, champagne ain't get me yet. I feel like in <laughs> I feel like in cases like that, sometimes people confuse it as commitment. Nah. That just means that I'm more dedicated to getting to know you and only you. I'm honing everything on you. Mm. Now, the moment you don't want that no more, everybody else that I cut off um, before you, that goes back into play. Mm. Ladies, y'all know what a roster is. Don't play with me. We're going to talk about that roster. Don't play with me. But you anyway. Know, a high-value roster. We're going to talk about how to cultivate that well, high-value roster. My shit keep rotating. It's making me dizzy. Yeah. I be trying to keep up with you, friend. <laughs> I, I can't keep up, though. Your roster. We're going to talk about it. Go ahead. We're going to definitely talk about that. But anyway, to sum that up. So anyway, after that relationship, I spent 10 years on my own. Yes. As fine as I am. 10 years single. Okay? A couple of those years, I mean, I swore off of men. Like, you couldn't even get me to look at you. And then during that 10-year period, I'll say it was interesting. That's when I really, to answer your question, that's when I really got to know me, first mm, of all. That's important. Know me. Know what I want. What do I expect out of dating? Mm. It was my time to create my own standards. Mm. My, I'm an only child. So my mom 
used to always try to school me on dating advice and stuff like that. My mom is old school. I had to realize that I can't listen to this advice. It just don't apply in 2020. 21. Mm. What year went? 2021. Jesus. It don't. <laughs> it's a shit. It just doesn't apply in 2021. For example, she is very like dead set. Like, did he call you today? He ain't text you today? Then I guess y'all not talking today. And that's really how I used to treat niggas. Like, oh, he ain't talking to me today? Well, I ain't reaching out. Then the next day could go by. Oh, he? Oh, the phone broke? Oh. And then things will sizzle out like that. And it's just like, I used to meet a lot of really dope people. <laughs> like, I have, I can tell you by listening to bad advice, I've lost a lot of good men. Mm. Okay? Right. And that was from my mama. And I'm thinking, mama, you telling me this advice? I thought, you keep talking about you want a grandbaby this, grandbaby that. I ain't going to bring nobody home if I keep. We're not, in the, we're not in the 70s. We're not in the 80s. I just feel like there's a lot of advice that just don't apply no more. And after I stopped, respectively, I stopped listening to my mama and I started tuning in into what the fuck Brittany want. I would say I've been winning ever since, but we here to talk about heartbreak too, right? We're going to talk about heartbreak. <laughs> we, coming, we coming real close to the heartbreak because, and the thing is, I have a, a like probably at least two or three key heartbreak scenarios that pop into mind. But I would say for me, um, like the lessons I learned over dating. Um, one is that I had moments where I was like really by myself, but I realized that as I'm getting older in between each relationship, you need, because you evolve. If, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, as far as working on yourself, you're going to be evolving on a daily basis. So even who you start as when you first start dating someone, you're going to continue to grow as you're dating them, including if the relationship goes sour, because mm -hmm. honestly speaking, relationships can go sour. And when they do, you got to, you know, take a moment, reflect, what could you have done better? Even before you got into a relationship where there are certain red flags you ignored, et cetera, et cetera. That'd be the one right and, there. And that's the part where I realized, like I did in college, I, I was in um, some, I want to say situationships, Right. That's so, um, my first love came my freshman year of college and I'm not going to touch on him too much now. Cause we're going to come back to him. Cause he was my first major heartbreak. Mm. Um, and it's funny cause we're cool today and it's so funny to become cool. Like, cause you think you're never going to recover. You're never going to be able to see them again and say hello. And, and you, and, I, know and it, it, hmm? I, know I don't know if you know him. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and if he watches this live, <laughs> yeah, if you, if he watches this live, he knows who he is. Um, because we had certain resolve conversations after we broke up but okay, nice. um yeah we had certain resolved yeah. conversations after <clears throat> we broke up but he was my first love um relationships after him of course were completely different for me but I also realized one I like lessons I learned was one I was never taking enough time in between my relationships to fully dive into who LaShondra was and what LaShondra wanted and what LaShondra needed. Mm -hmm. I wasn't taking that full time to really get to know myself. Um, and that was impacting how I was dating. So I could meet a guy and the guy could be okay at best. Right. And I'm not talking about looks. I'm talking about character and things like that. Cause I dated mm -hmm. some really nice looking men and I have. And, <laughs> and like when I was getting into their character, the character wasn't all the way there, but it's because I wasn't taking the time to get to know myself to ask the right questions pre dating. Hello. Right? So I have to hold myself accountable for some of those situations mm -hmm. that, you know, 
never either they never fully evolved into a relationship or when they did the way that they evolved into a relationship was not the healthiest right because that's important too like how your relationship with the person when and i'm talking in general like from the moment you meet them to if y'all become, you know, friends to lovers and boyfriend and girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, how that evolves, you want it to evolve in a healthy courtship. I am not a believer at this point in my life that I have to go through struggle love with you. Sure that we enough. have to, I don't have to fight to prove my worth to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to fight to prove that I am this amazing ass woman. You either see it or you don't. I don't have to fight for your time. You either want to give it to me or you don't. I don't have to fight for you to understand how to manage your money that's to be a track that you're already on before i even meet you because i'm managing mine um i don't have to fight with you about your spiritual you know Mm. like your your evolution spiritually because that should be a track that you're already on Mm -hmm. these are all things that i feel like i don't have to fight with you on this stuff you either got it or you don't however not asking the right questions can get you in very detrimental situations to your mental emotional physical financial and spiritual health because you start to entangle your Self entanglement um, with individuals who are not healthy. And when you entangle yourself with individuals who could be at the core cool people, but they're not healthy people for you, that's when you end up getting yourself in messed up situations. And now here you are having to recover from a situation that crossed your path that was never meant to be a situation you were supposed to recover from. Because you saw it, you saw what it was. And then a lot of times, especially as a woman, we will sit there and say, well, maybe if if we give him. And it's like, no, that's not your responsibility. We're not like, it's not your responsibility to do that. And I believe the same thing for men. I feel like women, you know, what we require from men, we should also have ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if I'm requiring a man who is healthy on all levels, financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, like I feel like. I should also be operating in a space where I'm healthy and continuously progressing in that health. Right. So it's not a man's job to force that upon a woman. Now, can we be friends, literally strictly friends and I'm working on it and you're working on yours. And somehow as we're working on it as two healthy individuals get together. Sure. But can it be some type of weird entanglement situation? No, that doesn't work. It doesn't benefit, you know, both parties in the end, someone always ends up getting hurt. So Mm -hmm. I've learned through And that's not even what I learned in a heartbreak. The heartbreak, I learned a lot of other stuff. But I've learned in my situationships, um, and I've learned a lot in my dating, my course of dating, that, one, I need to ask the right questions. Because it's a lot of people out here, like, you can get caught up on the the facade or the the presentation of them, and the core of them is messy. Um, and And I'm the same way with me. Like, I want people, when they come to get to know me, get to know me. Like, I'm a flawed individual. I'm not part perfect 24-7. No I'm is. not sitting here with makeup on 24-7. I want you to come in and get to know the core of LaShondra mm-hmm. and at the same token, I want to get to know the core of you and see if we like each other at the core. Because mm-hmm. some of these individuals that I was talking to, they looked good, right? But at the core, I was like, I can't like you as a person. Not even as a romantic partner. As a person, I don't like you. And as a person, you may not at the core like me. My values may differ from you. Mm -hmm. right? Some of the things that I'm interested in may not interest you. Or you may find them to be toxic for you. And we have to be okay with that. Um, 
So learning to ask the right questions is a major thing I've learned. Um, and this is pre-heartbreak and post-heartbreak. Um, and then clearing out the the Disney Channel princess syndrome. Yes. Because Disney Channel had me thinking that love was like this quick and easy street <laughs> where I was going to drop a shoe at a party and this man was going to be so enamored with my beauty that he was going to stalk me to mm. find me and marry me and we was going to live happily ever after and I was going to have his babies and, you know, all this X, Y, and Z. And that's not actually how it works for every single person. Right. Some people find love like this and they work towards sure it do. and, and you that's know, beautiful and that's beautiful that's for beautiful. them I'm, like at this moment in time and granted i'm still young i'm 28 <laughs> at this point in time that has not been my love story um and i'm happy it hasn't actually been my love story because there's beauty in the lessons that i've learned through the struggle hmm. um mm-hmm. and there's happiness that comes with that because had i been the same person that i was you know that that would have been a lot of growth to do and it would have been certain situations that would have that would have had to push that growth. And I think I'm a pretty mature person, but I, at the same time, I was very immature in certain areas when it came to who I am. And you can't be in a real relationship with someone if you're not even aware of who your real authentic self is. I was still defining myself. Boop. I was still defining myself by, mm. you know, mm. um, mm-hmm. what my mother told me I mm. should be by what my grandmother told mm-hmm. me I should be, by what, you know, this idea of what I thought men wanted to see from me. And when it came down to it... Who you want to be? Who 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 am mm. I? Because in, in real life, we have, core pers- we have core personality traits. And that became a key aspect, too. Thanks. So tell me about your heartbreak. Bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I eased right into that bitch. It's the way you sure did. Yeah, damn. Um... Technically, it's one word, but it's hyphenated. It can be hyphenated. Um, So one or two words, self-sabotage. And not on my end. Mm. From the receiving end of that, because it's just like, you know damn well what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I'm not a cocky person, but you know I'm everything that you dreamed of. Talk to him. I believe in confidence. I'm a very confident woman. You know me personally. I'm very confident. So, being in a relationship with me, first of all, it's amazing. But the fact that you have me and everything that I'm providing, that's that's one thing. These are things that your heart has desired. But then something kicks in you like, oh, this shit too good to be true. Like, I'm really going to fuck this up. So, I might as well just go ahead and end this before I really fuck it up. Mm. Don't nobody want to be going through that cycle over and over and over and over again when you're constantly trying to prove to this person. And I ain't got to prove a motherfucking thing. But you're trying to prove to this person that you care about, at this point, love, okay, that you don't have to worry about wondering if if I'm going to mess up or if you're going to mess up or that I'm too good to be true. The reality is I'm here, and I'm here with you. I'm here with you. So the more time that we're wasting, the more time really that you're wasting, you know, thinking that, you know, I'm going to leave you or or you're going to mess this up. That's precious time that was taken away from me and this person's relationship. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of barriers, mm. you know, to the point to where therapy was involved. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't couples therapy, but I more so wanted this person to be the absolute best version of themselves they can be. And at the time, we thought that with him working on that, 
and him still being a man to me, mm-hmm. we thought that could work. I'm here to tell you sometimes it just doesn't end that way. You could talk about, you know, a decision that affects a relationship together and you think that you guys are going to stick and push it through. Mm-hmm. And then one day, literally, one day you don't see the shit coming and, you know, the person just decides that this ain't it. But instead of keeping it G and telling me what the real reason was, because the real reason was self-sabotage. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't get that. Right? Mm-hmm. So I got to dance around and I got to nitpick your brain to figure out why you broke up with me. Mm-mm. How old are we? Not doing that. But obviously, over time, I realized what the true re- what the true reason was, and it was self-sabotage. Somebody that's not used to nothing, you got two options. You either going to continue to be not being used to shit, okay? Or you can see something that you never had in your life and experience that without fear. Mm. Me, I was single for 10 years. Years, you know this. Yeah, that's a- completely nowhere near being in a relationship with that nigga. So when I met this particular person, oh, I knew I was sure. And you don't think I was scared? Ten years of being by myself, not worrying about nobody but me. All my money coming to me. Whatever I want, I can get by me on my face. And here I am. You know that independence that I had that was so solidified mm-hmm. over those 10 years, that's something I had to give up. We. I never saw myself as a submissive person completely. I was completely submissive in that relationship. And if you know who I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. Okay? What I say for the wrong person, I would say the wrong time. He wasn't in a space to appreciate. That's a real thing. What my what what I was trying to give to this person and it 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 just it's just like two pieces of a puzzle. You no matter what you do, the shit just won't fit. Yeah. And I had to realize that it was not my fault to fix him. It was mm. not my job to continuously, like you said earlier, prove myself. I'm worthy of being your woman. I'm worthy of being your girlfriend. You're worthy of being my man. I like you because I did this, this, and this. Okay, is that enough reassurance for you? And it's crazy because. In turn, that same reassurance that I was constantly giving to this person, I couldn't get that shit back. Damn. Damn it out. So I'm sacrificing a lot, putting a lot on the line. And what you giving me? I don't want struggle love. I feel you on that. If you're not in a place to love me, baby, let's wrap this up. Mm -hmm. We can keep it casual. Shit, you may not be ready for that. But (laughs) even if we kept it casual... You need to go work on yourself instead of doing things that can potentially damage good people. And I know I'm a good person. I know one day I'll be an amazing girlfriend to somebody. Mm. I will be an amazing wife. Mm. (laughs) I will be an amazing mother. Okay? Did I see all of this with this person? 100%. Did the person see it with me? No. You know of Mm. that story. I don't know if I can say this, but we share heartbreak in one way (laughs) then another because to be quite frank both of our relationships ended on the same damn day you want to talk about connection (laughs) hers was first and mine was what maybe like a couple hours a couple hours later yeah 
But I think we were in two different places when the relationship ended, too. Like, mentally. You want to touch on that? Yeah. I think you should touch on that. So, You um, say your place, and I'll say what my place was. Yeah. So, <laughs> my, like, in this past, and I think also because that was, like, your first major heartbreak, and it wasn't my first major heartbreak. Correct. My first major heartbreak came at 18. Um, 27 years old. Yeah. Grown yeah. as fuck. Yeah, I was 18 years old, freshman right. in college. Mm-hmm. I was a baby. Yeah. I met this guy. He was older. Um, he was like a senior. I was a freshman. And um, I immediately thought he was so cute, and I was enamored by him. He could speak Spanish, right? Um, it's not about a man speaking another language. I don't know what that is. Oh, they just okay. do something to you. Yes. I can tell you a lot uh, about Spanish. Because he would speak Spanish while he was... <laughs> wait, right. what? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, he going to watch this live. <laughs> He gonna watch. I'm gonna get a DM like, damn, Lashandra. I'm like, my bad, bit dog. I, I mean, you ain't say his name, name, but I mean, I ain't say your name. I believe though. in giving credit when it's due. So nah, if nah, 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 you nah. felt compelled enough to say that, then homie must speak the truth. Listen, listen. <laughs> but we all had a very nice, authentic friendship. He was the first guy who I felt really took me out, took me out. Um, and we were, of course, in college. Like, he had you his need own a refill, place. Dog. We were in a, he had his own place. Um, I still lived in, lived on dorms, right? Um, I would be at his house every weekend. What ended up happening was Situationship. Very, you know, but no, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Like, we were. So y'all was girl, girlfriend, girlfriend, we boyfriend were boyfriend at this time? We, yeah. Okay, excuse me. We All were right. boyfriend. At least girlfriend. men know how to ask. Um, the issue more so, I'm going to take a pause to pour. Okay. I hear that. It sounds good. I That's should, one of the most be, amazing I sounds. I you really should? think I should. You think, you think it's time? I think it's time. For yeah, and I also, commercial. okay, show your girl some love. All right. Up to you, big dog. Now, we're going to do this one straight, big dog. Okay. Do what one straight? This? Yeah. We finna chug this? No, it's not a shot. Oh, I mean, if that's what you wanted to do. On live? Why not? We growing right? No, I'm just playing. All right, what we doing? All right, we just gonna we gonna we gonna keep going right to wrapping mimosas. To wrapping mimosas and to my friend and to ten years worth of friendship. I ah, love this girl love so you much. Too. You see her, you see me. Period. Hello. Okay, so we're not drinking this, the whole thing. We gonna sip. We gonna sip. Friend, we got stuff after. Come mm. on, now. come on. Girl, my titties was thirsty too. Them some big titties. Now listen. So the biggest thing that came from this relationship was it was an unexpected breakup. And I think the the thing I noted about this breakup was that it felt like a death. Um, And this is when I learned that there's a thin line between love and hate because I have to be honest about how I reacted in this breakup. I was was throwing things. The way the breakup happened was there was no major issues that I saw. He had internal issues going on on his side, right, that he was not completely communicating with me at that time. It was little signs here and there, but I was definitely in my Disney Channel princess relationship mode, right, where I Mm -hmm. felt like, oh, okay, we can, like, make everything work and this, this, and that. So I was willing to continue to communicate, et cetera, et cetera. Minor issues, but nothing major that I can think of at this moment in time. When we broke up, he was going through his own internal stuff, and he kept having dreams that we were supposed to break up. Oh, I remember this story. Yes. So he broke up with me, right, because he (laughs) said he felt as if God was telling him we were supposed to break up, and he was a prophet. Now, listen, at the time, I felt like it was bullshit because... Why you had to scoot back? Keep talking. At the time, I felt like I thought it was BS because 
I didn't believe in prophetic dreams like that. However, I do have some some dreams. I felt like he could have came up came came to a better you know conclusion. Um, but he said because he felt like he was having dreams, we were supposed to break up, right? And it was unexpected. I had brought him upstairs. Like he was, I thought he was just picking me up um, so we could spend Sunday together as we always did. And I threw things. I cursed at him. I I hit him on his back. Right? I'm not bold enough to hit a man on his face, but I definitely, as he was walking out the door, um, I, I hit him on his back. Yeah, I cursed him out. I said ugly things to him. I can't remember what they were. It was 10 years ago. Right? But I was definitely like, oh my God. Da, da, da. And I didn't trust myself to be alone. I felt as if I wanted to harm myself. I wanted to harm him. I wanted to, I was trying to convince someone with a car, because I didn't have a car as a freshman in college. I wanted, I was trying to convince my cousin who had a car to take me to his house so I could knock on the door um i think i made up some lie that i left something there my cousin did take me oh. right but he was not at the house because i definitely knocked on the door so that, that was, was just, god that was god now that time that was god that time it was god for real for real because i would have been bar- i would have continued to embarrass myself the the final breaking point was it was summer on campus because all of this happened a week before my birthday a week mm-hmm. before finals right because my birthday which is in the last week of april, april is always the week of finals for college um at least it was at that time so I was like multitasking like a mug I would take cry breaks um and go cry in the closet come out and then study I passed all my finals by the way this is when I saw the period cause a nigga don't stop shit hello the fuck I was just like how heartbroken I am bitch life goes on life has to continue and you ain't stopping nothing you ain't about to stop these grades so I definitely passed all of my finals as you should right and these are just different things that happen. So what ends up happening from there is um, I ran into his friend. And his friend actually was just like, listen, don't get caught up in, in all of this. Like, you're dope. You're this, you're that. And I had to realize, like, my worth and value as a woman. And that, I think, was the first stepping stone to that. I had relationships after that were not as traumatic and break up as then. Because once you go through your first major heartbreak, um, you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about the way you look at relationships. I think what ended up happening in the relationship where her and I, we had an ending at the same time, right, was just more so like... Um, I didn't ask the right questions still. So this is me still learning and evolving to where I'm just like, damn, like I didn't ask the right questions before I said yes to being someone's girlfriend and being someone's girlfriend is great. But being someone's girlfriend to a person who you have thoroughly gotten to know, investigated and feel like they know you and you know them and you know what you're signing yourself up for. And when I say that at this age with the assets that I have attained, I need to know your financial status before we're together. I need to, and this is not me trying to get all in your, business but at the end of the day if you're looking at me to be your support system your woman and potentially your lifelong partner this is the uncomfortable conversation we have to have how much money you bringing in hello i need to know about any possible (laughs) trauma that you've endured that affects you and that means i would need you to know it that includes sexual trauma that you could have endured that includes um just relationship trauma and that you're honest about that situation and that i know that you're either healing or you're doing real life coping skills to do it like there are certain things i realize I have to know these things before I'm able to commit myself to an individual being able to say that LaShondra B. Johnson is his girlfriend because at the end of the day, my name, as I'm continue, continuing in my industry, is coding more and more weight. So I have to be Period. You know, careful about who I align myself with. Damn right. Like, because if someone say, oh, I'm that LaShondra, she's my woman, and he out here acting crazy in these streets, I look bad. 
Not only do you look bad, but if the energy is fucked up, you always going to feel bad. Mm-hmm. And you going to blame it on shit like Metro Red, uh, Mercury Retrograde. That shit is real, though. Mercury retrograde but you going to... you That shit is real. But... <laughs> You gonna bring you gonna blame that shit on everything else, except on the facts on what it really is. So we do have to start the process of wrapping up, but I do want to say this, Britt, because this yeah. is gonna lead us into our wrap for today. Yeah. All right, and one two sentences. How do we level up post heartbreak? Bitch, you got to get back out there. Like I said earlier, I ain't met no man thus far. That has shook me enough to stop me on what the fuck I'm doing or what I got going on. Prosperity that's coming my way. Peace that I have already obtained. Mm. Positivity that flows within me. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and say that heartbreak is glamorous and that I'm always playing city girls. No, bitch. Sometimes I'm playing my A. Marie, my Keisha Cole. It's, it's nights that you go through it. You know what I'm saying? It's nights that I wish that I was still in a relationship. But you know what? You got to pour me up because let's cheers because today makes six months that both of us have been single. Damn, Ain't that some months. shit? And look at us. Living. Thriving. Not crying. <laughs> I haven't. I mean, I can say for myself, I haven't been crying. I haven't cried for a while um, over my past relationship. If anything, I still have moments where I grieve. There are moments where I miss the intimacy that I want shared with um, with a person. Of course, but I know, big. I know more now than ever. If the feelings are not one hundred, I don't want it. Sip champagne when I'm big thirsty, and you know I keep them closer. Yeah, uh, your girl been single for six months, looking for a relationship. You know I'm big drunk. <laughs> Rapping mimosas, going hard, baby. Yeah, you know I keep it closer. Uh, got the bars in the handle, uh, and I'm wearing brown sandals. <laughs> you know I go heavy. <laughs> I want to say some other stuff, but not on the podcast. I got bars, baby. Bars, baby. Bars, baby. Bars, baby. Uh, and if a man want me, he gotta be stable in all the areas: financial, mental, spiritual. Uh, did I say financial? That shit is real important. Period. <laughs> Go ahead, Britt. But you know what? You did say something. What you say about horses? I'm tripping. You said something you said, about horses, right? Or oh, no, no, no. You horse. said something about stables. So stables. So I was saying, you know, okay. horses being a stable, right? Okay, go ahead. So don't we want our man as tall as Not height wise. Woo! Not height wise. Okay, so I actually need you to start this one over. Damn, start the song over. Alright, great. Go ahead. Hold on, gotta wait your bars. Ha ha. So I used to write poetry a long time ago. So they say if you can write poetry, you can rap, right? Yeah. 
know. I came up with this today. Hold on. Wait for the beat. <laughs> Just about to get in there. Walking in this bitch with elite pussy energy. Deuce found out I'm single, and now they want my recipe. Ooh. To the point these babies stressing me, pressing me. All in all, they just want to be the one to take care of me. But then you see, I tell every occupant who wants to try with me. Step to my porch correctly, you ain't got shit with me. What? Independently, can't you see? It comes naturally. Looking from across the table like, what can you do for me? Huh. Cheers to the ladies who ain't know what to do next. Finding some shit on vacation through your man's text. Ooh. Thinking this motherfucker would have been over his ex. Found a real bitch like me and he was full of fucking threat, huh? Just goes to show, the more you know, you know. No matter how good a nigga has it, he just gotta let it go. Self-sabotage is the topic and that's for show. Cause the one you really love is the one you continue to let go, huh? Look in the mirror, sis. Now who's the baddest bitch? Can't worry about issues that ain't your job to fix. Cat too good to be all in the mix. Hold your pillow at night crying. I know you missed this, huh? Sign still deliver, hit the deuces on the chump, and tell the next one who hungry, motherfucker, pull up. Yeah. Ah, motherfucker, pull up. Yeah. Ah, kitchen's open, nigga. <laughs> kitchen's open, nigga. Listen, this has been a great live. We ah. Gotta end it, of course, like this. Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 Hey y'all. I know Ray about to come in here and kill me. Why? I know, but Johnson oh. ain't gonna mind. 